Okay, let's do a quick review before going forward, friends. We learned that although Hakpada is learned that although Hakpada is not always so apparent, it is very, very Khamur, right? Certain things we hop right away that they're chamor and things to be avoided, etc. Anger jumps out of you. Gaiva a lot of times jumps out of you. A cynical person jumps out of you. A putadika person, harder to discern, harder to perceive. In fact, some people can probably fake it their whole lives, but that doesn't make it any more chamor and it certainly makes it more chamor, more serious. And Rabbi Searle, of course, taught us that it's like chametz with Pesach. Our relationship to it has to be shouldn't be found in us at all. There's nothing good about it, Rabbi Sol taught. It has to be avoided at all costs. The last two weeks, I would say that we're trying to get ourselves um, counterintuitively into a little bit of a hakpada mindset, meaning we said that before dealing with it, before understanding it better, we have to become aware of it inside of ourselves. If you're not aware you have a problem, it's really hard to fix it. Right. And many people, every addict will tell you, I'm not an addict. Everybody knows that. Right. I'm not an addict. Everybody else is an addict. Right. So, so the same thing. So, over the last two weeks, we've been trying to come in contact a little bit with our Akpadis. The difference between the last two weeks have been um, when, uh, when it's a longer term Akpada or something that we had in the past. And then Revolva taught us that there are Akpadis, which develop over the day, one has to be aware of them. And that last category is especially important because a lot of small there's a lot of small grudges that compile together, get together to form a, a big grudge. And suddenly you wake up and you say, wow, I'm really upset at that person. What did they ever do to me? Well, they never said anything, never did anything that bad, but all those small hakpadas or mitzvah combine, 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 combine till you get to a big tie on people. Okay. Now, I actually thought, and the and the task we had set out to do over the week was to try to undo the the undo the hakpada as it's developing. Right. Uh, I mean, it. We'll all be using a very nice word, mefarer, to crumble it. And I actually thought that would be really easy to do. And I was surprised to find which is what the Vod is all about, discovering things and learning for, about ourselves that it was quite difficult to do. I thought you know, the second I saw something developing, it would be like, oh, I hop it, I'll undo it, et cetera, kind of on the opposite. It's more like I hop it, I notice it, I'm upset about it. Maybe it would have been better not to notice it. And I didn't really do such a good job of undoing it. That was my, uh, that's what I realized over the week. Okay, so, but I'm doing the review to so that we all together get the mindset and the headspace of how hakpadas work and come in contact with that for ourselves. Um, that's what we were trying to accomplish. And I'm happy we did that. So now we can spend more time doing that. And for sure, it's very important to, to be aware of your emotions and aware of such, such a thing. But I think at this point, it'll be good to jump in to how to deal with hakpadas. Okay, that's the next stage. So there was a nice organized binion. I hope by the end of the summer, whenever we stop, 
that will have a lot of stuff in our toolbox, a term we used before, to have a lot of methods in our toolbox for as Hakpadas developing ourselves to learn, right? And I have about six, I have right now six ways um, that I thought of, or that I've experienced, it's a combination of thinking about and experiencing myself in the past, uh, or things I thought about that could be good ways. Uh, I don't claim they're going to work for everybody. I don't claim they're going to work for anybody, but there's certainly ways. They certainly can we work for some of the people some of the time. I think through think we'll probably be able to get up to about eight or nine ways. And over coming weeks, I think that's the key one we're going to try to go in. And that's the beautiful thing about working in Avad. And that's really the opportunity that's in front of us is we have a chance to try things out, work them. You know, let's say you go to a Rav for an Eitz or you go to a Mashpia. That's a word today for an Eitz. So you go to him, he gives you an Eitz and you're gone. When you're, which is, it's a good thing to do, of course, but there's something limited about it. Obviously, maybe he didn't understand you right then. Uh, maybe you didn't present the question the right way. What Avad affords one is the opportunity to work on things and trial and error. It's not about, as we always say, it's not about having the right answer. It's about working towards the right answer. It's about trying different things, seeing what works with you. Just like, just like that was, that was good for me because I have more self-knowledge. I would have thought I did actually think at this point, exact point in time last week that by noticing a hakpada as it developed, I would easily remedy it and get rid of it. And by this week, I'm a week smarter. I know that's not the case because I experienced it. So it wasn't like this. That's an active knowledge in me. That's a lot we're trying in Avad. And we're not used to that a lot of times. We just want to read a book on self-help and give, tell me what to do and it's done. But a lot of things are a path of self-discovery and realizing what's good and what's not. So that's what we're going to do. And I hope by the end of the summer, everybody will have at least two to three to four different kalim that they find can work very well for them. Those who have more hakpadas, uh, it's like this. Some people in the VOD, some of the listeners for sure, probably have a very low level of Hakpada. Some have, uh, unfortunately, probably not unfortunately that they're bad, God forbid. Unfortunately, could be things happen in their life, not judging anybody, but they could have very, very serious grudges. And then there are people in the middle. So the, the sweet spot for this is probably the middle, right? Because you have really strong Hakpadas. It takes more to work. The tools we are going to give will be applicable for sure, but... Um, but some of them will probably need more work. If you're very far from Akpadas, so that's it's hard to, to work with them because you're far from it. Okay, so again, every, everything we're going to say is good for everybody, if not for yourself, for others. But just to be honest, there's like a lot of things. The some of us, the, the end points are harder to deal with. You know, someone has really deep set Akpadas for a long time, or someone who's just, you know, has that nature or life circumstance that they're not so upset at anybody. That was difficult. The, the, the middle is where it'll be more shayach work. Okay, but it's shayach to everybody, but I'm being honest, it's more shayach work. Yofi. And that's good news. The good news is that there are a lot of different ways to work on Akbar. It's not one way, right? Not one Eitzah, not one thing that's going to work, not one size fit all. Now, we're going to have a few what I would call like the cognitive approaches. Cognitive, of course, means of the mind. Now, what do I mean of the mind? So I don't want to share all my ideas right away. But cognitive means of the mind. Now, everything starts in the mind, right? But let's say we, one of the approaches we will say, which is an obvious one, is be tougher, right? Everything comes from Hashem. And it comes to Hashem, why am I upset at, upset at a messenger, right? Someone's just there to give me a message. Hashem wanted me to, uh, Hashem wants me to be upset because of either, because of an onish to me, which there's such a thing in his onish, which is also a tikkun for me, right? That's a tikkun. Onish is a tikkun, 
right? Or he wants me to be aware of a problem I have, right? Someone says to you, you have a terrible voice. I sing at the top of my lungs in shul. And someone turns to me and says, whoa, you have a terrible voice. Could you just well, just sing a little bit lower? And he'd say the nicest way possible. And I have a tine on him. Well, maybe Hashem was sending me a tikkun because I'm annoying people, right? So bitachon is obviously a way to deal with that class, which we will deal with. That's right, Hashem. Of course, of course, I have to get to bitachon. Uh, we spoke about bitachon, bitachon, and relating to kas. Obviously, that's a way. Now, bitachon starts with the mind. But I would call it not a cognitive approach at the end. It's more like an emotional approach. It's a, there's an emotion, a feeling, a sense, which someone has called bitachon, which, again, obviously, it's based in Seiko. Like, everything is based in Seiko back there. But but uh, what you're looking for at the end of the day is is the, the belief, the feeling of bitachon to take me through, right? Cognitive approach is going to be something else. Okay, we'll give another cognitive approach next time. But the cognitive approach I want to talk about today is Don Lekavsfus, judging favorably, okay? Judging favorably is a, is a cognitive approach, okay? Just take that in for a second. I want you to feel how Don Lekavsfus is different than Bitachon, right? Don Lekavsfus means I'm judging, and I judge Lekavsfus, right? It's not, not that I'm overwhelming with an emotion. Bitachon means, you know, Hashem is with me, and Hashem loves me, and Hashem is taking care of me, and therefore, right, and I believe it's all from Him, etc. And therefore, I'm not going to be upset at this thing. I know it's from Him, Right? I have to believe in Bitochon, I have to work on Bitochon cognitively to get that feeling, but at the end of the day, I have this feeling, this thing in my life called Bitochon, and that helps me deal with the Kepeda. Okay, here, it's more direct from the mind direct, right? I have uh, cognition, and I think certain thoughts, and those thoughts help me to overwhelm and put the Hakpada, the grudge I have, in perspective, right? Someone did something nasty to me. Let's take that case, right? Someone turns to me in shul and says, not in the nicest way, you know, you're screaming, you're singing at the top of your lungs, your voice is not so uh, melodious. Um, other people in shul don't, don't like it so much. For sure you can sing, but you can just lower your voice a little bit, right? So I feel a pain on him now, right? I feel a grudge on him. How could he say such a thing to me? Um, someone else said something a little insulting to me, or someone wasn't mechabed me, Someone didn't honor me, or someone didn't do something I wanted them to do. As someone of the one of the chaverim wrote in, they will deal right that kapedas sometimes develop from things that people didn't do for us. For sure, those are kapedas also, right? Someone didn't do something I wanted to do, or something did do. I had a chaver, good chaver. Somebody, uh, knows him, Elias Island. So he would ask for mechila before Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Uh, he would say that you know, oh, and what I did do, what I didn't do. Things I should have done, I didn't do, right? So kapedas can develop from all different angles, right? So the insult, the not doing what it could do. So you, so you have this grudge. So how do you deal with it? Okay, so a powerful way, very important way, a big avoda on its own, a, a big avoda, good avoda for the uh, sphere period, is donning lekavskus, judging favorably. Okay, and I want to share about donning lekavskus four approaches to how and why we should don the kavskos, okay? So please take these in, and that'll be our work over the week to work with these ideas. One, something I heard from the Tzaddik of Timayr, right? One of the gifts of our generation, my humble opinion, but it's not just my humble opinion, is that one of the Tzaddiki Emes, or Hashem, Lo Amin Yisrael, the Jewish people is not, doesn't, God doesn't, we lost from Kanievsky, uh, but there are always Tamidich uh, Chachamim and Ma'ori Ador, 
lights in our generation. So my humble opinion, one of the lights of the generation, someone named Tzvi Meyer Zilberberg, who was a great Hasidic tzaddik. Um, so he, I heard him, or I saw once, he wrote, I think, I, think, I don't remember if I heard on a tape, or maybe live, I've heard, heard him live, on, unfortunately, only a few times. But, um, but I'm a big fan of his. And he said these words, no one means anything today. Let's see how many words is that, friends? No one, one, two, word or two, two, let's call it two words. No one means anything today, right? No one means anything today. It's such a great line. This is one of the things I love about Meyer. He lives so much above the door, but you see his penetrating analysis of how people are today. And that's what said the cameras need to be above the door, but pulling the door up. No one means anything today. I always love, I remember when I read it, when I heard that. Correct, right? <laughs> we're a bunch of cabbage heads. Now, this, I'm going to say this is schoolmaker language now. We're a bunch of cabbage heads, right? You know, it's like they say one of the, one of the, one of the Zionists said, you know, we wanted to make a door of Apikors and we made a door of Amaratsin. You know, if you want to say it from the secular perspective, you no. Know? Uh, we're a bunch of cabbage heads. No one's that smart. We're not smart. That's smart to be that insulting. You know, you think people sometimes you think, oh, this guy is like thinking this and he's doing that. He's trying to hurt me this way. Trying to hurt me. No one means anything. No one, no one, no one. And it's a, it's a nice way. It's a nice door. There used to be real Rishoy, you know, really bad guys. 99%, 95, 96, 97, 98% of people are offensive. They don't do things we want them to do. Definitely, they do things we don't want them to do, definitely. But where's it coming from? It's not coming from a bad point. Everybody's kind of like struggling, you know. I'll add something I saw. I'll tell you one of the best things I saw, really. I don't know if I mentioned this in the body, but I've told many tell me to this. I once saw a, I once saw a um, uh, interview with, an, with a Canadian astronaut. I didn't know Canada had such things. <laughs> it was a good to me that Canada aren't astronauts. Call it Kavod. I know they were up to there. Have nuclear energy also. Hashem, Canada. Good, look at that. Yeah, everybody should move to Canada. So Canada has the astronauts. This guy wasn't just an astronaut. He was like a commander. Now, astronauts are Hashem, you know. I mean, today's today, you know, I don't know, SpaceX, they're going to send some people up for free or you have enough money, who knows, right? But this guy was Hashem. If, if you're real, if you earn your way to be an astronaut, it's not stop. It means you're a good physical specimen, you're a good emotional specimen, you're a good cognitive specimen. And he was a commander. So they asked him, what would you say to your younger self? If you go back 30 years, and he was already 50 or 45, you know, he already peaked in his career. And the um, interviewer said, what would you do if you could go back and speak to your younger self? You know, you're a 20-year-old. So I was just blown away. Oh, thank you. I was blown away what he said. He said, I would realize that everybody's struggling with something. And it was so enlightening to me. You know, it's true. You meet people, everybody's got some struggle out there. You know, the one with the kid, one with the Parnasso, one with the Shalom Bias, one with, one with this, one with that. But, you, you know, you, and you, don't, you just don't know. People people struggle. People you know well, they have a struggle. doesn't mean, you know, 95% of the time they're up and they're this and that. But you ask someone, you know, are you struggling with something? People are struggling. It could be a kid. It could be, it, people have a struggle. There's a struggle. And I wish... I wish I, at a younger age, had realized that about people that they're struggling. You know, very interesting. So I said it many times. So, so that's 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 the Tzvi Meyer, Lahavda between Tzvi and Tzvi Meyer and Chris, and Captain Chris and 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 Hatzadeh Tzvi Meyer. But they both said Varm Shaltam. Everybody, no one means anything today. 
everybody's struggling with things. Now you can hear, the more you cognate that to yourself, so you get less offended by people. Not because you're not, by the way, one of our approaches is not going to be, oh, they're a bunch of nothings, right? That's, that's a cynical, we're not, I'm not, I, don't, I, don't, I don't preach cynicism over here. I don't teach cynicism. I think cynicism, I didn't mean to be so I'll touch on it. It's not cynical. There's a cynical way. Like, ah, look at these nothings, you know what I'm saying? Eh, he's going to be offended by me. Yeah, you're, you're not sure enough to offend me. No, that's not, no, no, no. Not over here. Not in our bad friends, right? Not cynicism. No. Understanding that people are struggling. You know, people don't, you didn't mean anything. You know, he's, he, okay, so that's, that's approach number one. Approach number two, hear the difference, okay? That's a general, uh, approach number one is lack of negative intent, specifically in our times, okay? That's approach number one. Lack of negative intent. Two is more specific. It's not their fault. Why? Why is it they're not their fault? Either they're not trained well, they're trying in different areas, they're busy, right? Kind of the same thing, right? It's not their fault. Now, again, we have to separate. There's something called not good behavior, right? You could turn to your Talmud or your child and say, you know what? That's not an appropriate way to speak. And if you mean it, Lito Ellis, and it's not Lashon Hara, that could not, also not be Lashon Hara, right? It's not, not, it doesn't mean everybody's doing the right thing. Let's make that have Chana, make that spook. We know that, right? But it's not really their fault. That's it's not really their fault. Not because they don't have intent, because they weren't trained well, right? It could be they're trying in different areas. They're busy, okay? Let's take the same thing, right? The, the same thing. The guy turns to me and says, you know, I'm saying, wow, you're singing so loudly and sure, really, it's, you know, you don't have the best voice. Maybe just like put it down a few. That was so offensive. I have such a grudge on him. So approach number one is, you know, he didn't mean anything. You know, he's probably struggling. My voice isn't that great. Like, he doesn't mean anything. He just didn't mean anything. Don't take it so bad. He didn't mean anything. Approach number two is, approach number two is, it's not really his fault. He wasn't trained well, right? I would never speak like that to someone, I hope. You know, I was trained uh, through Musser and through my parents, even, you know, through through my, my upbringing. You don't, you don't speak to people like that. You just, you, you don't insult someone shas mice in that way right so i was trained Baruch Hashem, i was trained he wasn't trained right or he's trying in different areas right this is a great thing you know there's a wonderful book on shalom bias um which uh, i just made a shalom bias reading list anybody who wants it is welcome to send an email I'll happily send it to you with a with a um for men only have some uh and stuff so anyway so on the top of the list is a book called 10 mistakes that really uh, smart people, 10 dumb mistakes that really smart people make by somebody named Rabbi Ben-Sion Shapir. It was, it was featured in Mishpacha magazine for a good few months. I found it to be a very good book. Other people told me the same uh, for man, men and women. Anyway, so he says there a, a wonderful part about trying to change your husband. So I'll just, he says, don't try to change your husband, but for, you know, or I think men here, right? Don't try to change your wives. But he says, don't try to change your husband. So, so he said he was in Brooklyn or Queens and he gave the schmooze. Don't change your husband. Don't change your husband. Don't change your husband. So a woman says, uh, you know, he gets emailed or he gets written questions. Okay, what about through humor? No, don't change your husband. What about through crying? No, don't change your husband. What about through, uh, through begging? No, don't change your husband. Then he says, afterwards, he gets an email from a certain woman. He says, Rabbi Schaefer, I don't understand. If I, if I can't use humor, and I can't use crying. I can't use begging. So how am I going to change my husband? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> Incredible. So one of the lines he said there, getting to our point, was, you know, if the only thing your husband or your wife had to do was that thing, that diet you wish you took, that 
that shirt you wish he would not leave in its place, those socks, he would do it. But he's also making Parnassa, right? He's also getting up for Dafyalmi. She's also taking care of the kids all day. She's also trying to be friendly to you, even though you left your socks on the door. And she's doing a lot of things, right? We all feel that way. Now, you can't use that as an excuse on yourself. But, in, in you know, people, Jewish people, our beautiful Seabor is busy. You know, you have a few kids making Parnassa learn a little bit. Women are busy. Men are busy. We're very, very busy time. You know, days of working three out, maybe, maybe become a, take a real estate course or something, you know. But most people have got to work hard. And, and, and it's a very, very busy life. So in the busy life, you don't always have time for things, you know, so it's, it's true. So somewhere, and now this fellow, maybe it's a very big thing. Let's say that Mr. Obnoxious schoolmaker, you have a bad voice. It could be, it's a big thing for him to come to shul. And it could be he's dealing with a kid off the derech at home. Or it could be a shown bias issues. Or it could be, and he's dealing with all these. Again, I'm not, first point was just he didn't mean it. I'm not saying that, I'm saying, but he's busy. So he's not paying attention to the way he speaks also, okay? So that's approach number two. So approach number one, no one means anything today. We just we, no one, no one, there's no bad intent today. No one means anything. Everybody's struggling. No one means anything. We're low door. We're dirty asmi. Whatever kind of you Nobody means anything. Approach number two, it's not their fault. They're not well trained or they're busy. They're trying in different areas, etc. Okay. Approach number three. This is a big one. This speaks to me very much. Okay. Uh it may won't speak to you, but I think it's a very, very important way to think. I like it's kind of like like modalities of let's call this. Session modalities of Dalin Kavskos. You make plenty of mistakes. You just aren't sensitive to your faults. See, our own faults, let's be honest, right? We either see as milas or just like unrefined, you know, not yet perfected things. You know, <laughs> it's just like there's no bad need to be'etzem. We're really, you know, well, and when it comes to other people, it's like, whoa, that's a fault. You want to fault? That's a fault. Me, it's not a fault. You have to get off of that. You have to. You have to leave that. I, 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 I almost say, and I'm not saying this officially. Person who thinks like that has no shaykhas to Musr. If Musr teaches a person anything, is that you have faults also. The Bali Musr were deeply aware of their chasronas, deeply aware of their milas, but they're deeply aware of their chasronas. Something I saw by Mari Virabi Rablaikter all the time, all the time, right? And he would say it unabashedly and offer it and, and and share it with us you know i don't want to say things he's told me publicly right now not to say they're bad but i have to think a little bit more but right ain't nothing wrong nigga exactly so so you have to see nigga because again what happens when he offended me so i say to myself like this you know this guy is such an offensive individual to tell me i have a bad voice and i should sing lower obnoxious i'm not obnoxious. now the truth is i'm not obnoxious i don't want i wouldn't make that type of mistake but boy do i make a lot of other mistakes it could be that same now like officially you know i don't take it so serious but officially i'm a rosh yeshiva yeah as a rosh yeshiva i should come on time to shul i really i think it's you know i don't want to be contrary on myself it's not good if i don't come on time to shul i don't mean a minute but that same time i could be I, that that same guy could be i came late to shul right now my area maybe people don't know I'm a Rosh Hashiva, but I don't know, right? Let's say people know I'm a Rosh Hashiva. You got a tie. What's that? What's that guy? He's got a tie. He's got a tie. He's coming late to davening. Yeah, Let, let's. I don't. I don't take out my phone during davening. I tried davening like a mensch, but I came late. Right? I know it's a problem I have. Uh, I should maybe I should be embarrassed to say it here to Chaverim. No one will cancel the vod, but if you do, I'd understand. So I, I, it could be that same day I came late to davening. Yeah, I came late, and maybe even it could even be I have to leave early because which happens to me sometimes. 
because I have a class to give and sometimes something happened, et cetera, you know, but, but there's what to, for me to want people to be donning Milikov's course right there. Right. But what do I, I pinpoint, I pinpoint exactly then, you know what I mean? No, this guy said something not nice to me. I have no faults. I'm perfect. You know what I'm saying? But he didn't speak nicely to me. So in general, that's where you have to see your own faults and it has to take you to a point of being more lenient in your judgments of others. I have Raya's in Chumash also to this episode. We don't have time now, maybe another time. But uh, Meshach Chachma brings it out from the mitzvah of Ti'ina and Parsha Shmos, the way the mitzvah is repeated in Parsha's Kitetze, Ayin Sham, Dvar Nefloim, Nikarm Devreyemes, as Moshe Tversky said to me, about the I don't want to go into the Dvar Torah right now. But you have to live with your own faults a little bit. But but what your faults have to do to you is it has to lead you to a place of being more compassionate about other people's faults. Uh, well, let's just go further. You know, and it has to be in marriage also. You know, we all get offended by our spouse sometimes, you know, and we have to see, you know, I'm talking to myself, that you make mistakes also. And again, the point is our mistakes are, are mitzvahs or mindless by us and their mistakes are mistakes. So you have to see that, you know, it doesn't, doesn't write everything, but you, you have to live with your own chesro note in a way to help you down the capsules, okay? So that's approach number three, totally different approach. Approach number four and our final approach that I'll share today, it's something I only heard once. I never saw the source, but I heard on a tape from, there's an old Sadiq uh, when I was younger called Moshe Aaron Stern. He was a very special person. He was an American who had become, uh, you know, very Yushalmi. Uh, became a member of the Yushalmi Tibur, and he was spoke English well, and he, many uh, American B'nai Torah and Eretz used to listen to him, and I heard him speak a few times. There's a book about him, and I, I enjoyed very much when I heard him. So one thing I heard him say one time is he quoted, I believe, an al Sheikh. So the al Sheikh said, said Lavo, who's going to be on the base then which judges the person? You know who's going to be? Guess who? You. You say, you? Yourself? Yeah, you yourself. But how can you be on your own base then? I mean, that's that's not going to be a good base then. That's really giving. No, you're not going to realize that you're judging yourself. See? You're not going to realize you're judging yourself. I know that. I, again, I, I only heard this once. I never saw it inside. But Nemanali uh, Ramosha Aaron Stern, he wouldn't stop saying something. But it wasn't. Right? He was a Talmud of Aurelia Lopian. He's a Hushah person. Mashkiach of Kamenat Yeshiva here in Eretz Yisrael. So you're going to be on your own. You're going to be the judge of yourself, meaning to say you'll see a, a movie of yourself and you'll judge. Now you, but you, don't, you just don't realize it's you. So, 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 so what's the point? If you've trained yourself to be a Don Lakavs in your life, then you'll Don Lakavs you're going to, They're going to catch you saying a little bit of Lush and Hara about your mother in law. So you're going to say, oh my gosh, look, you said Lush and Hara. That's bad. And, you know, so you say, what do you think about someone who says Lush and Hara? Look, the Chavetz Chaim says already what we should. Chavetz Chaim told us about someone who smokes Lush and Hara. I don't, I'm not saying, look at the Chavetz Chaim. You know, he was over 55 Lavim and 26 essays, and he's a mess. No, but if you're Dalek Kavskosi, you say, you know what, he died. He, he, you know, he's probably very deeply offended by his mother-in-law one time. And that's why he spoke like that. And, and he's going to he's gonna come late to shul. And if you're a judgmental person, you're going to say, look, a if someone comes to late to shul, he should get he you know, straight to Gehenna. But if you're a Dalek Kavskosi, you say, look, you have to understand what kind of things he had. Maybe he had a wife and children at home. He was busy, things like that. So you have to get into the headspace. Okay, so... Not every person can relate to that machshaba, but that's a totally different machshaba. Okay, so, so, so let's just quickly review these four things. Four approaches. Again, what are we trying to do? We're trying to break down grudges. Okay, approach. We're 
set number one, set number one of breaking down grudges is the cognitive set. Okay. Approach number one in the cognitive set is Dinah Kavskus. Dinah Kavskus, we're giving four strategies, four machshavas, four ways to think to help one Dinah Kavskus. One, realize no one needs anything today, right? Everybody's weak, everybody's struggling. Two, it's not their fault. They're not well trained. They're trying different areas. Three, to be generally softer about judging others through a deep awareness of your own chesronas. And four, um, this Alshif, realizing that you will be your own judge one day, and therefore it certainly pays to train yourself in Dan Elikav's so you don't give yourself a bad judgment. So we're at the Kabbalah stage of uh, the Vad. We're done in a moment. So I want everybody to try these two things over the week, right? Try to become more complete with these four ideas on their own. Just think about them, right? Two, to apply them to Kabbalah situations. Okay, now, I'll, I'll go over that. Those are two different things. Don't this right? A lot of times we take an idea and we try to apply it too fast, right? and sometimes that itself lets us be non-successful. Okay, so I want two stages. I don't. I can't explain exactly how they're going to unravel on uh, how they'll come out. But stage number one is just think about this. Do you relate to what I'm saying? You know, don't be convinced by by me and my mishalim, my jokes, and my by this, think yourself. Schoolmaker said four ideas. What do I think about these ideas? Give them some thinking three, four times. Revisit them over the week, right? No one really means anything today. Can I explain that thought? And people aren't always trained. It's not really their fault. They don't really know most of that. Three, you know, wow, I have chesronas also. I can ease up on other people. Four, I'm going to be my own judge one day, right? Think about those things on their own. Now, also... Also, but not only, also, but not only, take those and think about some hakpada situation you have, and can that help you feel less hakpada, right? The answer might be no, and this might not be the best approach for someone, okay, but it's definitely uh, worthwhile to work on it over the week. There's there's plenty to unpack there. Um, It's not a repetitious thing. It's really coming in contact with certain thinking. And this is what we we want to do tomorrow. We'll, we'll see. Next time we'll probably move on to a second cognitive approach, not Donald Kavskus, or maybe we'll have some insight and we'll go deeper into Donald Kavskus. And um, look, I'm excited about working on these things. I think it's a great opportunity, and I hope everybody else is also. Uh, you got to just dig in and do it, and uh, not just hear my jokes. Okay, all right, everybody, Shabbat Slach over the week. Uh, sure, and uh, everybody should be well and. We are done. Shalom, shalom.